Welcome back to another episode of The Girls Room. I'm your host, Marissa, here for another glamorous episode. Welcome back to another episode of The Girls Room, and happy Annoying Things Men Do March. Today, I'm joined by Natalie, a talented photographer and visual artist to discuss sexism in the art world as well as the real world. So welcome, Natalie. Hi. Hello. It's lovely to be here. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited for all, all the things we're going to chat about. Please introduce yourself. Um, so I'm Natalie. I'm from Glasgow, which is in Scotland and the UK. Um, I have studied photography for too long. Um, I studied some journalism as well. Right now I am working in theatre and obviously we're all furloughed uh, because of the pandemonium um, that's happening. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, artists, uh, creative all around, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. So what made you get into photography and now theatre and journalism and everything? Uh, so I think just in school, you know, I was vegetarian. I was very ethical, you know, growing up in during you know just after 9-11 and seeing the war in Iraq I guess a lot of us are being um radicalized in that way a little bit and I was just like I want to do photojournalism I want to be a photojournalist I want to go out and get in about kind of um yeah just just kind of get involved in in writing the wrongs of the world I guess as a, a very naive but that's where my 17 year old brain was at um and yeah so that's what kind of drew me into to studying it yeah awesome I love that and I think that's really cool and that's really interesting and the reason behind it is really powerful like thinking about when people are like oh why did you start photography I'm like because I liked cameras I just like liked hitting all the buttons yeah 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 <laughs> they're pretty I want to I want to learn how to use that I mean that's true too I'm just like I want to know how to use a film camera yeah I think it's just I'm sure you're probably the same like we've obviously all kind of grown up and, and we want to want to explore and we have the ability to like do courses we are like parents wouldn't have been able to do like turn around and saying like oh, I'm gonna go and study art it's kind of like what like we wouldn't have been able to say that about 30 years ago it would have been like go and go and do a practical course go and do business go and do admin um so I think yeah my brain was like let's do it like yes that's kind of cool like to think that that's like a universal thing because same thing in the states like people are like you're going to art school like what do you mean like <laughs> are you gonna get a job with that and I'm like probably not but am I gonna be happy yes and that's what matters yeah. that's like that's really cool <laughs> that it's like the same for everybody but that like really just proves a point that like we're all in this together oh, yeah. you know like art students gotta stick together yes. in this it's a tough yeah, world out there yeah 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 we've got like, to prove them wrong and yeah show them that we can yeah. we can be successful yeah yeah so can you talk to us a bit about your experience in art school especially as a woman yes yes so yeah like I said I have studied photography for a while so basically um the system over here is quite different but I think the outcomes are all the same when it comes to what um you graduate with but I left school about 17 and then I went on to kind of what your your guys version of community community colleges I uh, went to college and did two years journalism and two years photography and then I went into art school in Edinburgh and I uh, got to skip a year just because I had that previous experience which is really cool um but yeah both completely different experiences obviously the kind of community college aspect very practical very hands-on and then art school hoity-toity as we'd call it like posh and fancy and fine art um yeah so totally different experiences in college that's probably where I I realized 
how sexist the field was and how sexist photography in general is just going into it, I was very naive and like I said I wanted to study photojournalism and I'd love to still be a photojournalist today but I think going in I was like oh wow this is there's a kind of not an equal amount there's more women than there was guys studying for sure but the guys just got every opportunity handed to them just like obviously most of the lecturers were men there was maybe two women um all the guys when you when you went in like we're best friends with the technicians so we would hire out um equipment obviously we didn't buy everything ourselves um so we'd hire the equipment out the technicians was obviously always give the guys what they wanted first of all if you were doing any of your studio setups you would never be trusted to do the studio setup yourself half the time it would be like oh no 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 I'll get that it's okay you're you're like wee women you're just like yeah yeah, yeah. I'd be like oh no no you're just you're like uh like I don't know spindly tiny little girl I'll set up that light for you or I'll set up the boom stand for you because you can't <laughs> can't manage it yeah yeah um so that was kind of the first inkling I got of like oh what, what's going on there's like there's loads of women here there's a few guys here and then it would be just little things like like the lecturers if they were doing a model setup and you were doing like a fashion shoot it would be picking on one of the girls and going, oh, can you, can you be like the stand-in whilst I show you guys like this setup? So I'm explaining how to use like barn doors or different like lighting attachments. And it'd be like, oh, just get the girl to stand there and obviously feel awkward and feel not nice. And like everyone's staring at her. Um, and just, yeah, that was like, the, just little, little bits like that kind of, <laughs> yeah, twinkling in and, um, not nice it's uh, yeah it just made you feel really awkward and there was there was maybe two female lecturers and it wasn't until uh, the second yeah the second year that I had one of them and she thankfully did kind of our black and white film um module and thank god she did because I didn't know anything about any female photographers until she came and did that yeah <laughs> it's just kind of like so oh we're gonna learn as corporate and how um yeah 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 how to uh I don't know like I don't want to learn about doing sports photography like I mean I'm sure some people do but yeah just things like that we we learned before we even learned about any female photographers which is just shocking um and then in uni um it was again massively female dominated when it came to the students I read this figure and it was from 2018-2019 and it was something like 85% of female uh, of photography graduates were female in 2018-2019 15% of uh, professional photographers are women so that's literally the opposite <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah going to art school I know I know it was from I need to find where the figure was from um quote it but um yeah yeah absolutely shocked me and art school just yeah just showed that that was true like a hundred percent uh we had one guy in our class of maybe 12 13 and then the whole year predominantly women as well and yeah from college and uni the only people I know that have like gone on and I've seen do successful jobs like a guy working for Trespass a guy that's from Poland he's working for a magazine now um yeah like various there, there's one or two of the women have done really well but the guys have all done well 
um and then the, the yeah the women have you know just gone on to have to do other things because they just can't can't get a job or aren't getting the jobs well about you I wanna I wanna hear what yours oh my gosh well my school wasn't really like a hoity-toity like you know like posh like <laughs> I started out it was like a really small town that I went mm-hmm. to school in so that's also part of the reason and like the town that I went to school in is a very I feel like accepting town of a lot of things mm-hmm. like you're free to kind of be whoever you want to yeah. be and explore different things, explore sexuality, explore gender and all that. So it was truly an amazing town to go to school in. And it was my program, like the photography program was mainly women, same as yours. And I feel like the women in my program, like didn't take shit from anybody. Like we had our photography building, like where we would get our equipment, like our heavy ass equipment was in the basement. We had to climb up two flights of stairs to get to our floor. There was no elevator or anything. So like, we would be like hauling ass going up these stairs, like carrying Muscles. all of our shit. And, like <laughs> There was no one ever around to help us. Yeah, yeah. And like, there was maybe like, I feel like when I graduated, there was only three men in like my graduating class and there was like maybe like seven or eight women uh-huh. so we were literally just like mm-hmm. running the place we're, we're doing yeah. this yeah like we're running this yes. shit <laughs> but I, <laughs> I feel like when it came to like editing and like technical stuff mm-hmm. that's where I kind of felt like we were like not necessarily like explained to more but like a little bit like that they knew that part better mm-hmm. in a sense. And that's just not even from like the people who were like specifically photo majors, just people who were like using the studio, using the equipment. But yeah, I kind of feel like the women like ran shit there. And we had out of our three photography professors, two were female and one was a male. So I feel like we were kind of like outnumbering yeah. them. Like we were like yeah. running shit. Mm-hmm. But I know exactly what you're talking about because when I look at people from other schools who didn't have the same like experience as me, mm-hmm. I see it. I see all those men. I'm like, you guys are doing like really good high paid jobs mm-hmm. right now. Like where the hell are the women at here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just lucky, I guess, that there was only like one male sometimes in my classes because there really wasn't that many. Like there really just wasn't a lot of males in like the art part of our school anyway. It's so strange because if you look at those figures of, and we see like guys getting all of these jobs and then we know for a fact that they aren't studying it It, or well, obviously some of them are, but not all of them. It's like, what? So these people are, they're obviously, you know, YouTube qualified. Um, and they've just kind of taught self-taught, which obviously um, that's a whole other conversation, like classism art. And, yeah. Um, but it's just insane. It's just insane. And it's like this thing where maybe people just are like, oh, I want a guy to do it. Like I trust a guy to take the photos more than I trust a woman, which is just ridiculous. So ridiculous. It's, it's just cringe. And yeah, so like that report I was talking about is state of the news photography. And um, there were so many figures that I just, I kept being like, what, what, excuse me? <laughs> um, and so they are the ones that said about 80% of photography gadgets. Apparently over 75% of commercial photographers um, represented by the leading kind of photography agencies right now are men, obviously, and female photographers, so 25% are women. And then the female photographers and, that are in the same agencies on average earn 40% less than the men which is just ew sickening. that's disgusting sickening and then it just makes me think of um 
Annie Leibovitch, I don't know if you remember, she kind of had to file for bankruptcy. She's one of the, she's probably the biggest female photographer that is like living. In yeah. 2009, she obviously she had to file for bankruptcy. And it's like, you produce work for Vanity Fair. You produce like some of the most well-known portraits that there are like circulating today. Yeah. And even you can't. Yeah. So it, yeah, just makes yeah. <laughs> it just like blows your mind that, um, we're kind of studying this for so long and nobody explains to you like obviously people explain the kind of oh you're going to study art um aspect to you but nobody explains oh hey you know women just don't yeah just don't get the opportunities that guys do when it comes to that yeah when you like go to like museums and stuff or like when you go to these galleries you're only seeing like male art. Like I rarely say like go to like the big museum in New York City, like yeah, the, the Mo- yes. uh, MoMA, and it's all males. And that's not even for photography. That's for painting. Yeah, that's yeah. for sculpture. That's for everything. Like we are not getting highlighted. Like you literally have to go to a specific show yeah. that's like women only. Woman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I'm like, second why yeah. how does that make any sense yeah. and like, you walk about and all you see are like nids of women if you're like if they're classical and you're just like I don't want to see women's boobs I want to see women's art like I mean okay great that, that's good to see I'm happy to see that but also come on <laughs> yes like women only got highlighted for being like the models like we were mm-hmm. used as the models mm-hmm. for so long and all of that work is being put up by males where yeah. is the women's work that's of yeah. women or that's yes. of other things in life like that yeah. makes me so fucking angry mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. I go to like a museum like all that like classical old shit like okay like I do like some classical old shit yeah. but, like when I go in and it is straight all nudes yeah. of women and that's all it nudes. I'm like that is fucking disgusting like how did no one put a stop to that earlier that is outrageous uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's just like I'm sure, obviously I'm sure there are female um painters that from those times but even they are like not highlighted you know like I'm sure there was plenty like there there are there's there's plenty of female artists that it's just like why are they not being given the space as well because they obviously probably produce the same work because everyone sort of produced the same style at that time and it's just blows it blows your mind and you're just kind of like like Fingers crossed, but it's just really sad sitting to have this conversation, knowing the amount of female artists you probably know and I probably know, and that none of us will probably manage to like get a big show. Yeah, I <laughs> and I know that's like I know it's because obviously most of the time art artists become famous when they've died. Um, you know, typical <laughs> the usual kind of angle thing. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's just insane. And you're just, yeah, definitely, I think, I don't know if you have found this, but it's massively impacted, like, how much you feel like you can give of yourself, like, into doing it. Like, because it just, it dampens your spirit when it comes to to producing work, or I find it does for sure. Oh, 100%. Like, I feel always so down and, like, my self-confidence like when it comes to like my art is like literally at like an all-time like 24 7 because I'm like I like think about it and like I kind of just like dig myself into like this deep like black hole I'm like I'm never gonna make it I'm never gonna be in a museum no matter how hard I try I'm never gonna have these big shows my work's never gonna go Mm -hmm. like viral or like however you want to say it because like one I'm a woman and two like there's just so many other people out there who are gonna like 
beat yeah. me to it or like get better opportunities than me mm-hmm. like what am I doing from like this little yeah, small town like like I said obviously touching on like it being classism and then it being like art and photography is so accessible and you know everyone everyone on TikTok and Instagram's an artist now like you buy an iPad you get procreate that's you you're like you've kind of sorted it and you're you're making money and that's amazing like it's so cool that art is like becoming that accessible for everyone because obviously it's really good for your mental health and it's it's yeah it's good for it to be mainstream but then uh also not at the same time <laughs> um but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's good that it's like accessible to everyone now um like when it comes to kind of wealth distribution and things but it's yeah just to seeing yeah just going to shows and what was it yeah so I, I've looked at all these reports just like when I knew we were gonna chat because I was like oh I'm gonna dig that out um so f- there's a company it's the Freelance Foundation and they did a report 2019 obviously they've not really done one last year and it said 28 of London's major commercial galleries were all 68% male last year in regards to like the artists that they showed. Um, and then female artists in their estate made up obviously just 32%. And then within those galleries, any solo shows that happened, only 38% were female. Um, and it's, yeah, again, more of, the, more of the same. And the same report found that, um, obviously, I'm sure you guys are probably just just as bad over there but 37% of the highest paid staff at art and design universities in the UK are female and so even that is well obviously you you're, you had kind of more female lecturers than, than guys but we definitely never um, in either of the places I studied and yeah it's just it's like how can we be so saturated with women and the kind of students but in even the people that are teaching you are not representative of what yeah that's insane and it's just I think it boils down to the like we were saying the what what the general public think of uh, photography when or artists when they think of it it's just kind of like you think of photography you think you're gonna be busy you're gonna be away all the time you're gonna be working lots you're gonna be traveling you're gonna be doing nights um and you need to kind of just like be on the road and deal with deal with that and you don't think female when you think of that (laughs) you think of guy you don't think oh well a woman can can do that job you just think oh well who's gonna look after the kids who's gonna yeah Mm -hmm. and it's yeah (laughs) it's sad to think that it's really freaking sad yeah yeah I think that's why for me uh, I, I was I was drawn to photojournalism I know there's this this photojournalist Lindsay Adario she's based in London she's she, I think she's from New York or she no she she does she produces work for the New York Times and she's based in London and she does she's done loads of like um photography in the Middle East and she she even I don't know where it was so don't quote me but she at one point got kidnapped while she was like doing her work yeah and I was just like what? obviously that happens to men too but yeah it's just the the fact that yes yeah, it's, it's first of all like you have to think about the um whether or not you're gonna have a family and to be able to do the job you're doing and then whether or not you're gonna even be safe to do the job you're doing like that's so bad <laughs> it's just it's it's yeah it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking 
Truly. Like we shouldn't have to think that when it comes to like an everyday job or like what you want to do with your future and career. Think like, am I going to be safe doing that just because I'm a woman? Like, am I going to be able to like travel across the country? Am I going to be able to just go out and shoot random people? Okay. Photograph random people. Shoot sounds a little freaking wild. (laughs) But like, it's, it's really sad how much we have to face like in a day-to-day life in order to just have a job in order to just work and in order to be happy like with all of these things it's it's crazy and it's terrifying yeah and it's ridiculous because it's it's like when you leave studying or while you're even studying you need to be like right do I want a family because I need to think about that just now whereas a guy they don't care a guy is just like goes studies it is like oh I'll probably eventually want to do that and think about doing that but for a woman it's just like you need to plan your whole life around it and it, like your life has to like evolve around that like right if I want a family when's it gonna happen blah blah blah, blah. and yeah I think we just need to like break that break that stigma and barrier down generally but especially when it comes to female arts and photographers for sure yeah yeah a hundred percent because I feel like the only way that like the artists that I've seen that are women who have a family and who are still making work, like they have just like their own little studio that they work in. Like, I don't see them like Mm -mm. traveling the world or anything and still making like this, like, I don't even know like the word for it, but like art around the world or like going across the country Mm -hmm. or going across the world to like photograph all these other people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's not okay for a woman to, to travel and leave her kids and go and do what she wants to, but it's, it's okay for a guy to do. Yeah. So I guess our, our our generation's obviously like changing that hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think so because I fill my Instagram feed with all these like powerful women photographers. Like I follow this specific account called Girl Gaze. Do you know that account? Oh, it started no. by Amanda. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this name. Amanda Decadenet, I think is how you say your last name. But mm-hmm. it is specifically for women photographers and like people who are just starting out. Some photographers who are a little bit like on the more, I guess, like famous side or more well known side is a better way that I should say it. And like that's who I surround myself with. And like that's the only art that like I try to look at is from other women photographers because then I like that gives me a little bit of motivation, gives me a little bit of hope. And I'm like, okay, we can do this. I can do this. I yeah, can yeah. make it even if it's just like getting featured on girl gaze yeah. like that to me would be like a huge accomplishment the more that I surround myself with other women photographers I guess the more that I kind of feel like okay like mm-hmm. we're gonna make a change like it's gonna happen we'll make it out there definitely oh yeah and I think it's we've obviously we've seen this when it comes to absolutely everything but it, we need to be the ones that instill that change and it's I think it's is so exhausting because you're trying to do your job and then you're put off by what you're seeing but then you also want to uh, create change and you're trying to advocate for advocate for that change rather and it's like why why are we appealing to these people why are we going to these museums be like please show women please and it's just like no we need to just create the change ourselves like we need to open our own museums and try and get the funding for it we need to yeah have like an all-female gallery in in every city and they only show like female non-binary people (laughs) like yeah instead of appealing to these old stuffy white men (laughs) 
<laughs> you're, you're so right. You really are so right. And like you said, like that can be exhausting. Like why should we have to do that much when literally all we want to do is yes. photograph and all we want to do is like have our work show. Like yeah. why should we have to do our job and like edit and do all the stuff that comes with it and then try to like change the whole world at the same time? Like that's a lot of baggage yes. or not baggage. It's a lot of weight on shoulders. Like yeah, yeah, fair. and we're trying already to like advocate for our rights as women, never mind as female artists. <laughs> like it's just like, okay, we're already facing sexism everywhere, you know, we're trying to like be allowed to have abortions if we want to. Do you know what I mean? Like what? Yeah, absolutely. Like this is with everything. This isn't even just with art, just walking on the street, going to bars like we talked about, like just doing everyday life like we have so much weight on our shoulders on a day-to-day basis like why should we have to like worry about like just doing random things like just going for a walk and then think at the same time like okay Mm -hmm. I need to be able to fight off this person that person I need Mm -hmm. to be able to change the world at the same time I need to be able to fight for my rights literally just by like walking on the Mm -hmm. street like Mm -hmm. like no wonder we're all absolutely exhausted. <laughs> That's why I like the pandemic has just come and it's like everyone stop. <laughs> everyone stop. That's like being the only good thing about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I totally agree. It's like giving us a chance to just like rest but then at the same time there's still so much crazy shit that's happening right now to women during a pandemic that like I feel like it can just like we can never no. rest. Like literally just in the past two weeks alone so much shit has been going on especially during women's month too or women yeah and then over here yeah I think that week here obviously like I know what's happened and I don't remember the city but what happened to those Asian women um the Asian women that happened this week this week um but yeah our our kind of week that international women's day week was the Monday and we had the interview with Megan and Harry and obviously everyone's shitting on Megan. And then we had, obviously, everything came out with Sarah Everard and we didn't know what had happened to her. We just knew she'd gone missing. And then it's just this whole constant stream of um, women being like, this is what we have to do. This is like what I've experienced. Then we're spending the entire week thinking about sexual assault and like sexual harassment we've experienced. And then on the Sunday was our Mother's Day because we have it in March. So it was like that full week and that week, I think it is here but that was women's week as well so not just international women's day it was and like women's week as well. so the whole week was just like what <laughs> yeah holy shit i didn't realize that mother's day was yeah on the sunday yeah for us yeah <laughs> wow yeah we got one day of support and the rest yeah. of the week and the rest of our lives we go back to being shit on every single day for literally everything that we yeah. do and it's not fair no. at all like, like back to normal sorry guys <laughs> yeah literally everyone's like posting on like their companies and stuff like international women's day like we Ugh. love you guys we're putting you on a pedestal and like the next day they're like just destroying us nonsense so it's just i don't know how we function it's it is interesting obviously i know that this kind of thing what happened to say to everard is isn't uncommon and I know they like to pretend it is but it's not uncommon like lots of people have experienced similar they've been harassed in in every way possible but they've maybe not had it happen to the point where they've gone missing and you know they've known what's happened to them like maybe someone that they because you know the whole statistic to do with like most assaults and harassment or murders 
or by what people that women already know so you kind of know about it instantly whereas this has obviously gained, gained a lot of traction because it was like oh, what's happened to her we can't find her body and so they were like you know doing it for days and days on end and it was constantly in the news and it's just so interesting that you just know that the, the conversation would not have been this big if it wasn't for that little bubble of time where it happened after Women's Day, after the Meghan Markle thing, and in March, and in another lockdown. It's because we're all in lockdown. We have nothing to do but be on our phones um, and be watching the news. And then, it's, it's yeah, it's just mad that it kind of gained so much, so much traction. And it's good, and it feels like... It, for all the sad and wrong reasons, it's good that it's highlighting like conversations that need to be had the same as last year. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I'm already like seeing like the conversations like start slowing yeah. down a little bit and like people stop sharing definitely. as much. So like I'm trying to do like the little part that I can just by like keeping the conversation going to keep sharing things. Like I think I share like 20 yes. things to my Instagram story every single day and like I don't care if people are tired of it I don't no. care if you're tired of seeing mm-hmm. it but like this conversation can't no. stop after just a week literally that's terrible I know it's exhausting because it's it's like you it's tiring having to to do that and read those things constantly and obviously you have to give yourself time off and um from from doing that you have to like give yourself a break or you would just drive yourself absolutely insane but I like for me it's more fulfilling to be doing something about it you know like lots not all of my friends I've got lots of friends that do kind of advocate and um care and post things just as much as I do but a vast majority of them don't and I, I get why like maybe it's triggering for them maybe they can't maybe they don't want to maybe they're doing their own thing offline but it's I think it's just so important to yeah like you're saying you need to keep going you need to keep the traction going and we need to be like hey okay now is the time like this conversation needs to be had and it needs to to continue it can't just be this little week where we go oh shit that was god awful um that that can't happen again that can't happen again and then we move on yeah so yeah. it's madness I know it's it's a lot and it- like you said, it, it's exhausting mm-hmm. and it can be triggering. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, again, a lot of shit that we, again, have to deal with and that we have to care for. But yeah, I think it's really amazing to see how many women are still coming yes. together and still like putting up this fight, no Definitely. matter how exhausted we are, no matter how triggering it could be for us. Because I have mm-hmm. seen so many women put out their stories of like similar things yeah. happening to them, seeing all these people come together and then to support yeah. each other with sharing their stories, not tearing each other down. Mm. Like mm. that can be the hardest thing in the world to share your own story. Oh, massively. It's mm. crazy, but it's really, really amazing to see the amount of strength mm-hmm. that we have. Like people call us weak all the time. People think that we're so emotional, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And like, just think that we're like the lowest on the totem pole, but to no. see the strength <gasps> that is coming out of this week from yeah. women, it's yeah. unreal. Yeah. And just, yeah, since obviously since the Me Too movement, like a few years ago, it's really nice to see the the kind of competition between women getting less and less and we're all we're like no we're gonna come together like all the competition and like hate that we have towards each other is male driven and it's just like why why do we let them drive a wedge between it like I don't care like it's so nice to go online and most of the time now like when you look at comments of people on their like I've got a little sister that's about 
17 she's just about to turn 18 and her and her friends are so like you're so gorgeous like you're like that's the way they chat to each other now online and it's just like yes like why has that not always been the case like we should yeah we really need to be building each other up more and it's so nice to see that happening it's really lovely yeah yeah I love that that's so sweet and that's so cute like because I feel like when I was in like high school or around like that age I'd be like oh I'm so jealous Mm. of you I wish that I looked like you and like I wish that I had your body I wish that Mm. I had your face Mm. and like things like that but like now to bring people up and like have people supporting each other like that's so important and I think that can make the biggest difference in the world like say like if I had that when Mm. I was younger like I feel like I would be like a more confident person I would be a better person yeah yeah definitely it's just it's truly like amazing like throughout all of this terrible that's going on in the world like we see kind of like some light you know at the end of the tunnel that you know we can do this like women don't have to tear each other down all the time like and like the more that we're coming together like the more our voices are going to be heard and I think that that's just like what the world needs right now like we need to you know tear down the patriarchy smash the glass ceiling all that shit but I feel like with more conversations like this, yeah. like things like that could start happening. And we need to, yeah, we need to like band together in order for that to happen and for it to work. And I think that's that's why so so much is kind of changing and things are moving forward because we've gone like, actually, no, let's like, let's come together and make change. And yes, yeah, it's, it's so nice. Yeah, but I do wonder how, I guess things are going to change when the world starts opening up again or when places start opening back up again. Like I know that you guys are under like strict lockdown right now and here some places are starting to reopen right now. People are like, yeah, hoorah. Like we're not going to do anything. Not all men. But like, what is it going to be like when the world opens back up and like bars open back up and like when clubs Mm -hmm, open back up? mm -hmm. It's going to, I think it's going to change massively. Like, yeah, over here. So God, yeah, I don't know. It's a stereotype within the UK that Scottish people love love their alcohol. I'm sure it's like a global stereotype as well. And it's true, it's not unfounded at all. Um, yeah, like already just now, just there's been a few days of really sunny, lovely weather and people are, you know, they're, they're not they're not being bad, but they're, they're definitely breaking the rules a little bit and having barbecues in the park and drinking with their friends and, and things like that. And it's, it's nice, it's good because people, people need to, people need a break people need a break um but yeah we're due to reopen clubs or well Boris Johnson things in about June um we have Nicola Sturgeon who's the first minister in Scotland obviously and she's god she's a godsend I love her I worship the ground she walks on she has been taken as kind of slowly through everything and she's yeah she's taking her time and she's not making any kind of promises the way that Boris is has been like oh we're going to open it because he just cares about popularity um (laughs) but yeah it's just seeing seeing that kind of June June time thinking about that reopening I've got like all these kind of personal worries about like I was saying I've got a little sister who's going to turn 18 and my brain's just going to all I can think of is there's going to be all these young girls that have never gone out before that yeah that all turned 18 in the past year and a half and all of these men that are you know they're going to treat them as prey basically it's not nice to think of and I'm like I don't go clubbing clubbing um because I've just turned 30 um (laughs) but my brain's like I want to I want to just like go out and police like these men and be like no you don't um yeah yeah 
but their drinking cultures. Oh my, I, I can't imagine that. Seeing like with the party culture and like mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. boys will be boys culture, frat boy. Do you guys have fraternities? We don't, but they pretty much act like they are. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, like the fraternity mm-hmm. boy culture and like all of that stuff, like that's like what I've seen in bars. So I can't imagine being in like a big town where like everyone drinks and there's a lot of different oh, ages of men. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's so weird because our, so Glasgow's got one, two, three or four. Yeah, three, three big unis. Um, and then we're obviously not that far from Edinburgh. People come through from Edinburgh for nights out. And, and obviously they stay there for them too, but it's just our our city is known for being like quite party-ish and it's got loads of bars and loads of clubs and yeah everyone likes to drink each other under the table basically and yeah that's like that's just like a big part of the culture obviously it's it's a very grey cold country so <laughs> people are just like oh there's not much to do except for drinking <laughs> so they're just like alcohol um uh, it's predominantly students that live in the city because obviously the the colleges and the universities are all in the city centre and all the student accommodations there and so it's all the clubs are full of really really young people that are they're they're kind of maybe just away from home for the first time they've just like moved away from their parents and they're maybe drinking for the first time and it's yeah it's all mixed genders it's not there's no fraternities or um anything like that so it's just kind of they're thrown in the deep end and it's just yeah immediately let's let's all get drunk together and yes I think for me personally I I don't I don't I'm oh god I'm this well we've experienced so much sexual harassment all of us all of our lives but I think for me the first time that I did I remember I was 17 I had a fake ID which I really shouldn't have and I went on a night out and this was with a guy I knew but I was sort of spurred on by like all these guys that we didn't know. Um, we went out and we were dancing and as a queer woman, like obviously I'm not interested in guys and I wasn't interested in guys then. I had a girlfriend at the time and this guy used to harass me all the time. And he kind of, oh God, yeah, he would he would just be like, oh, I don't, I don't think you're, um, I think you're a virgin still because I'd only slept with women. He didn't see that I was not a virgin because I hadn't slept with a guy. Um, and he used to always be like, oh, come on, come on, like, just like, go out with me, like, give me a blowjob, just, yeah, all the time. And then we went on a night out once and I was, obviously I was underage and I shouldn't have gone out underage, it's shocking, but we all do. Um, and he came up with the girls that I was dancing with like me and the girls were just enjoying we're dancing to like Nicki Minaj or something and he came up behind me and him and his pal were all having a laugh about what he was going to do and I was like why are they laughing what's going on and he grabbed my hands and he put it down his trousers yeah like down his down his pants and like boxers yeah yeah and it's just like that that's like yeah probably quite normal behavior Oh my, you that that's crossing so many lines and so many boundaries. And the fact that his friends were over there, like laughing, yeah. and, like rooting him on. Oh, yeah. I hate that sort of behavior and like that culture of like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're just boys, you know, boys will be boys. And like, that's stupid shit. But people don't realize how traumatic that can be for mm-hmm. women and like how still to this day where that happened how many years ago and you are still talking about it. Like, 
that that's so disgusting on so many levels and like you said that's just normal for guys they just they just do that or they'll just come up behind you and grab your ass because you know they can because they're guys and you know it's not a big deal for girls that that's nothing it's a compliment that i'm grabbing your ass like oh my god ew i'm like i'm so gross yeah the fact that you think that that's like okay and I just can't imagine how much worse they're gonna be when they're like out of lockdown and able to yeah able to do that and there's gonna be like all these young girls that don't know any better and are you know complimented because a guy is giving them attention and it's so sad it's real yeah yeah that's scary to think about that's really scary like no one should have to be in fear like when they're just going out to have fun yeah that's like the lad culture um in the UK for sure like that's just yeah groups of groups of lads just kind of standing leaning at women and yeah yeah just like dancing up behind you until until you give them attention like that's just that's not okay and like no one ever told these people no and like said like no you're fucking disgusting stop doing that yeah people just kind of like encourage it like yeah she likes that like go after this one next my brain is just kind of like okay I got not too excited, but yeah, when after everything was said, Edward's obviously awful, awful. Um, you can't kind of put into words how sad it is. But my brain was like, okay, maybe this will, maybe this will make people change a little bit. But even just yesterday, I went to the park near here. We're allowed to like do our um, entitled like exercise for the day. You're allowed to go for a walk. So I went out to the park, and there's a little tree I like to like sit and read by. So I went and sat, and then there was all these guys out that were having a barbecue with their friends and um they spotted me and then one of the guys came came up and they saw that I was like I was sort of not hidden away but I was like out around the corner and I was like clearly wanted quiet I had my earphones in I was reading a book and yeah this guy like came to come up and approach me and talk to me and I was like I'm by myself the bit we're at is quite secluded and I could see people I knew I wasn't in danger or anything but I clearly wanted time to myself and like to be left alone and this guy just like came up and he was about to start talking to me and I was just like nope I just like got my phone out and phoned my sister and I was just kind of like hi <laughs> but I was just like who like I know that's not I know that's not awful we should be able to talk to, to talk to each other we should be able to talk to other people but like seeing a group of like lads or guys sitting getting drunk then them all like laughing and goading each other on to like go and ask a girl who's clearly sat like or a woman like that's clearly sat by herself like not with anyone and go and approach her it's just that's not no like it's not okay <laughs> like a, a woman that's yeah. sat alone in a park after everything that's happened the past two weeks does not want to be approached by a drunk man like at all and it just yeah I'm, I'm just kind of like hoping that um that that was like not a one-off but I'm just hoping that we can keep the momentum going sort of um until things reopen again so that maybe guys do think twice even if they've had a drink about approaching a a woman like that or or touching her inappropriately yeah yeah they're just they're so entitled and they have this kind of like mindset like ingrained into their mindset they hold the power and that they can do anything and that they're on top 
but I'm glad that not that I'm I don't want to ever say that like I'm glad that this happened in March Mm -hmm. and for you guys things aren't going to open up until June so like if this conversation can Mm -hmm. keep going for that long which I Mm -hmm. really hope that it will and like I really hope things Mm -hmm. will start to change maybe there will be like new rules or anything coming with that but I'm like like I said I'm not glad but like that this is happening early on in the year before things do start to reopen so people have time to like sit on their phones and like read all these things and get all this information that's being shared around so hopefully there will be some sort of change and like people have time to like educate Mm -hmm. everyone talk to their friends talk to their guy friends yeah it's it's good that the the conversations happen I guess is like yeah that's my the, the way I'm trying to think of it is like I'm obviously I'm not happy any of it's happened but yeah at least we're we're talking about it and these things are yeah being discussed. yeah because for so long I feel like it was just like people were like oh that doesn't happen or like oh that's just out of movies like that's not actually real but now people are saying this truly is real even though this happens literally every single day but now a story is finally getting highlighted and posted around everywhere people are starting to be like oh okay well like maybe that does happen but then they're thinking like oh well it doesn't happen that much like it's not that big of a deal like people are still finding reasons not to think that it's important and that it's a big deal but the more that we talk Mm -hmm. about it and like really drill it into these people's heads maybe things will start to change and like we can we can truly only do so much but we're we're doing a fucking lot right now so yeah we're doing a lot we're trying trying our best yeah we're we're getting it does feel like we're getting somewhere slowly like I look at I'm sure you'll see it in your nephews like when you're growing up but I look at um yeah I've got like another younger brother who's even younger he's the youngest and he's 15 just about to turn 16 and he he's just an angel he's just an angel and I'm just like I, I don't want to I know he'll change I know he'll grow up and whatever but he is so respectful of women like he's obviously been he's been surrounded by them he's got three sisters his mum um and then he's got all of our sister's friends and uh, it's really nice to see and he like is happy to sit and listen to or he's not happy but he just doesn't blink an eye if we sit and talk about periods and stuff in front of him he doesn't give a toss and I'm just like that's the way it should be that's the way it should be like no over sexualizing absolutely everything to do with women just like be just be yeah, and then maybe maybe guys won't need to grow up your arse to get your attention and they'll just be able to come up and say hello and accept a no as well. Wow, yeah, that's the way <laughs> it should be. And yeah. like it, it should just be as simple as that, like having sisters or being around women to like understand yes. that you don't need to sexualize every single possible thing mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Like you would think like guys being in school, like in grade school, whatever, being surrounded yeah. by women, like it would kind of be mm-hmm. the same. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I've got all these female friends and I, I know how to, but no. <laughs> no, of course. It could never be that easy. <gasps> no. We can't be friends. I know. I've got to fancy them. Like, there's got to be. <laughs> I have to find a way to sexualize them. I have to find yeah. a way to creep them out and be disgusting. <laughs> Do you have any last minute things that you would like to add or any advice or just anything that you would like to share? So I think for me, I think this past year, I've, yeah, so I've been furloughed from, from the job that I've been doing and I um I've not like mentioned it, but I like I had long COVID and I've kind of only just gotten better from it the past couple of months. Um, so I've barely used my my year off, so to speak, um, until recently. And I was just kind of everything that I thought and everything I was like letting kind of hold me back before I'm just not and finding obviously um conversations like yourselves and lots of us connecting f- through um Florence Givens um page. It's been so nice and I'm just like, nah, I'm not letting, 
a tiny little thing like sexism <laughs> uh, hold me back anymore and I'm just yeah I'm kind of letting myself um do more photography do more writing do poetry like just let myself do whatever I want to and just not even think about that kind of outside pressure that we have coming into us from men and just trying to like pretend it's not there and live as if it isn't and yeah maybe if we keep doing that and living like that and doing the things we want to that you know COVID's obviously like highlighted for us what we all want in life and what like what we're not doing um I think if we all keep doing that and as women and we keep supporting each other to do that I think definitely things will things will change and it's so exciting it feels really nice to, yeah I love I love that that just like filled me with like so much like hope <laughs> just like a feel good feeling I guess yeah yeah that was yeah, that was gonna... really important thank you so much for having this conversation with me and talking about these important topics things that don't get talked about often like especially in the art world and sexism and just in the real world and I'm really glad that we got to do this and that we connected through Florence Giving thank you we love her thank you so much it's been really fun Make sure to check out the episode description that has all the links to Natalie's art. So thank you so much again.